Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Also joining us uh, in studio right now is Madin Shachar, the director of the Ghetto Fighters House Museum in Israel, also the director at AMCHA, the National Israel Center for Physio for Psychosocial Support of the of Holocaust Victims. Madin, a very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. I hope I've got your name right and all the designations <laughs> and all the titles. <laughs> First of all, you're very close. My name is Medine. Medine. Yeah. And I am not the director of the Ghetto Fighters House. I'm a an oh. educator and a guide. Okay. I'm the director of our <laughs> virtual programming. And that's my uh, only position at the museum. I don't know what the second thing was that you said. Oh, all right. So I've invented you in a sense. You invented another <laughs> job for me. But okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, th- thanks. Uh, thanks for clarifying that. And uh, thank you thank also you for, for uh, coming on the show this afternoon. So we'll be discussing this museum, uh, Documentation and Study Center, which was founded in 1949. Now, this is the Ghetto Fighters House in Israel. Let's begin with the center's hosting of a new series of textbooks, Human Rights History. So tell us more about uh, what this is all about? Well, first of all, uh, like you said, the museum was uh, opened or founded in 1949. What's very interesting is that it was um, opened by a group of Holocaust survivors that Mm -hmm. actually built a kibbutz. And on the kibbutz, they built uh, the museum, the the first Holocaust museum in the world. Uh, And they opened it to recognize, uh, to mark the sixth anniversary of the uprising in the uh, Warsaw Ghetto. So that's the background of the museum. As far as the new set of books, I'm not quite sure what you are referring to. So, okay, these. Sorry, I just looked up uh, what was happening earlier on. Um, There's some Mm -hmm. textbooks regarding human rights, the human rights history. Sorry, are we? Is this something? Okay, I might have. uh, (laughs) Right, I don't think we excuse the pun are on the same page here, but uh, maybe I just got that (laughs) a bit mixed up with something else. I can tell you what we are doing. But that being but that being said, you do have little. You do have literature. You do have uh, printed material. uh, Yes, the museum um, had for a very long time uh, a publishing house, and we put out a lot of diaries and a lot of testimonies. Uh, we don't have a publishing house right now, but what we are doing, we have a new project where we're going back to the archives, looking up testimonies that were given in different languages, for example, in Russian, and we're trying to uh, digitalize everything and also make sure that we have translations into Hebrew, of course, and in English in the future, uh, of many, many different uh, testimonies that actually never were, were out in the open. So that's a very important project that our archives is doing. Made in, um, another, sorry, carry on, carry on. No, I was just going to say, and we also have a lot of online uh, projects that we're doing. I think uh, uh, COVID brought us, I don't want to say like a blessing in disguise, but we discovered Zoom and we could bring the world closer to our little uh, area in the world. So we have a lot of things. Maybe we can talk about that. I, I know, right, you've just outlined a number of things, but uh, we have commemorative centers uh, worldwide right. in different countries. So this particular center, uh, does it have a particular focus as compared to mm-hmm. other commemorative uh, institutions? What is unique about uh, this uh, museum? Well, first of all, like I said, I think the, the whole idea that about 150 survivors come mm-hmm. together to create a new kibbutz in the new state of Israel and on that kibbutz, kibbutz, at the entrance of the kibbutz, they put on a hill a uh, Holocaust museum is the first uh, unique feature. 
Secondly, I think that um, we are an educational institute. One of the oh. very uh, mm -hmm. interesting things about our museum is that every single exhibit has a space to sit mm -hmm. with our visitors. We cater to visitors from all ages, but our main focus is with uh, uh, high school students and uh, also with young students in elementary school from the age of 10. Of course, also soldiers come to visit and many other groups. So another important and unique characteristic is that we have these dialogues within the exhibitions. We use the exhibition as a catalyst to talk about mm -hmm. democracy, fascism, Nazism, and what's relevant to our life today. We do have some unique artifacts as well, besides mm -hmm. having largest archive. I was going to uh, come about, to that. Uh, right. I saw yeah, I was going to get Dutch jewelry. We also have um, uh, a model of the Trebinka death camp uh, that was created by one of the survivors of the camp, Jakob Wernick. And he built the, tr the model at our museum. And just a few weeks ago, we invited a, a I don't know how we say it, like a conflict archaeologist. <laughs> and she okay. went to the site and dug up the site and the book that Wernick wrote and the model that he made uh, are exceptional. She says they're so exact, all the way down to the color wow. of the tiles in uh, the gas chambers. So that's something that we have alone. Mm -hmm. A second thing, a second artifact that we have is the uh, glass booth from the Eichmann trial. Wow, and okay. Was, yeah, and it was given to the ghetto fighter's house after uh, the trial in 1961 in Jerusalem. I think that both artifacts are uh, very, very uh, important to telling the story of what happened to the Jewish people during the Holocaust. Treblinka, by the way, also uh, had uh, Roma and Sinta, about 2,000 yeah. that were murdered there as well. But we're talking about 900,000 people that were systematically killed in this space. And, and we also have the story of the person who built it that actually was a survivor which was very rare um, after the, the uprising there in 1943. So uh, the Eichmann trial, we have an exhibit around the glass booth, and we also talk about who was this man, uh, who was this, you know, desk clerk, you know, that was responsible for killing so many Jews and so many transports of children as well. Yeah. Uh, how do we describe him? So again, we use these very unique artifacts that we have to to start a conversation wow. about humanity, uh, democracy. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, mm -hmm. Just very quickly, Maiden, whilst we've got you on the line. Yes. All right. So what you've just outlined now, what, what have you what have you noticed in terms of uh, have you have you seen an increase in interest, an increase in you know awareness for these initiatives that you have with the museum? At least uh, to say it means something. Right. First of all, I think that the the, the model and uh, these two artifacts are definitely uh, things that we have programs about them. So students, their teachers, they want to bring groups here to talk about um, right. uh, the whole systematic right. uh, killing or final solution. And using right. these two artifacts, we can do that. Right. Secondly, we have online programs now, which I think have increased our uh Popularity, sure. awareness, wow. both from abroad and within Israel. Well, I think one of our uh, uh, best partners is the Johannesburg uh, Holocaust and Genocide Center. Okay. Helm, and we've been working together closely for over two and a half years to bring online programs to uh, participants from all over the world with 
sure. scholars from all over the world that come and uh, give lectures, presentations, second mm-hmm. generation, first generation survivors. So it's been a great opportunity to to work with her and other institutions to bring programs like a new series that we're starting on Sunday about women and the abuse of oh. women and the violation of women during the Holocaust, which is something that's relevant today as well with yes. what's happening in Mate. Ukraine, the Congo, and wherever else. Sure. Maydeen, um, sorry, we're going to... Um, so, I'm so sorry, I'm going to yes. have to cut you short there. We have actually run out of time, but uh, perhaps we can get hold of you again. We can just discuss this issue a little uh, longer. Maydeen, thank you for joining us this afternoon, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, what's left of it, and uh, have a blessed evening. Maydeen Shacha telling us about the Ghetto Fighters House in Israel on this uh, commemorative day or marking uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day.